Ladies, ladies and gentlemen, welcome, welcome, welcome. You are now tuned in with the TKB Report. I'm your host, K. Divine, and today's guest. How do I? How do I explain? Today's guest is an extreme visionary. His, his fearlessness has given has given him the opportunity to work with some of hip hop's most iconic figures. His vision has taken him through a twenty-year career, and his talent. Whoever underestimated still waited. When the radio finally they played it, we wondered how come the album was late. I was giving you time to get the last one straight. There's so much going on, I got something to dance to. Slow down and romance to, and give me a chance to keep you in tune and up the par. Yes, sir, yes, sir. Then you do it with the R. Do it with the R, that's my favorite name, Roxanne. So, you gotta do it with the R. Doing it with the R tonight, Doing it with the R. Trying to work on my craft, man, to make sure I, I bring people in right. You know what I mean? Hakadala. Hakadala's in the building. What's up, Kizzy? My man, main man, world famous. Um, all right, man, so let's, let's get to it. Uh, I'm pretty sure a lot of people that's in the room right now know you, but for those who don't, uh, explain to the people who you are. My name is Gary, Roxanne Conway, better known as G, G Money, the R, not a lot of acronyms, but I mean, it just flows. Um, well-traveled, well-commissioned artist. Uh, I've been doing uh, art in the music industry since, uh, over, like you said, over 20 years, transitioned from art to fashion, still doing... Uh, Designs for whoever need them. Went from doing it with the R storefront that I had in East uh, Orange, New Jersey. Was migrated to uh, North New Jersey. Uh, now I'm doing a uh, company called Logo King. All right. Work for any and everybody that needs. All right. So we're not we're not gonna get a whole story away. Drift, what's good? Uh, we, Drift, what we, it we is, on, bro? We we on for next week, man. Can't wait, bro. Um, <laughs> all right. So. Let's let's start with let's start with what uh, got you involved in art. What was the what was the moment that you knew art was the thing for you? Well, what what launched it off was uh, early on. I found that I had the talent in drama school. I was uh, asked by everybody in my class to do their name and speak. Like Gary, do my name. I even I gotta say I wasn't as nice as they thought I was in critique. That started it off, but then uh, later on, uh, I had uh, got laid off from Bloomingdale. <laughs> and so I was sitting home one day, and we was watching uh, Grammys, one of them awards shows. And Bell Bill was both, they came on. And they had uh, jean suits on. At the time, the only people that was doing it in the game that was doing every artwork on clothes was uh, Church King. So I saw it. I was like, okay, I can do that. So I grabbed a pair of jeans that next day, started painting on them, wore them outside. Next thing I know, I'm getting stopped every five minutes. Yo, you can do my jeans. You can do my 
they had lost the business back from the house I was in. So being laid off, I turned into the hood airbrush, not even airbrush, I was doing it with Mark. And then my brother saw the talent and uh, he proceeded to buy me some fabric paint. So I went from just markers to markers to fabric paint. And, uh, it took off from there. So your brother saw the vision early. Yeah, yeah, he saw it real early. And then uh, we had a got a little hold of some money and um, along with his investment, we decided to open up a, a shop that he saw on Main Street. And that's where the, he named it, doing it with the R. The um, I think I think you got some feedback coming through on your on your joint, but um, so so, what's up, Tracy? Uh, MC, that's your brother. Mm-hmm. Yeah. P peace, big bro. Peace, man. We gonna we gonna we gonna work on that project like we talked about. Uh, as soon as this is over, we gonna we gonna get to that. Um. So so out of out of a out of a struggle out of a you know, what most people would have taken as a setback, you turned that into, you turned that into something special. And what year was that? Oh God, that had to be uh, 90, 91. Well, that's way back. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So you, you, you clocking, yeah. you clocking more than almost 30 years. With me and my brother since when I was 19. 19 years old, wow. <laughs> What's going on, Les, from Forceful Purpose? Um, so, so now you said you went from Bloomingdale's to your basement, and then from your basement, you transitioned into a spot. Now, where was that? Storefront oh, where? Plaza. It, was, it was all my plaza in East Orange. Actually, what's the name? It was right next door to it. Uh, studio. What was the name of the studio? Oh, God, it was Studio in East Orange. That was right down the street. I was right around, right down the street. Oh, yeah. we're, not talking about, we're not talking about the Booger basement, are we? No, no, we're talking about DMS. <laughs> All right, DMS. <laughs> so what what yeah. went on there, man? I, I got a feeling some people came through there and you, you Oh man, all my plaza. Four days in of us opening up the spot. We got Big uh, Body. We got we got we got introduced to a good brother, uh God rest his soul. My man, my man Jay Rue. Okay. Jay Rue was uh, a graffiti legend. Uh he knew known all throughout the graffiti community. And he was he's from East Orange. That was he was like in his stopping ground. He came in. He was like, "This guy got this graffiti shop in my hood," and we welcomed with open arms. And from from then on, uh, he actually helped me be better at my craft when it comes to doing letters. Oh, I called them letterman. He had a science to how he did the craft. All right, so and, so back in 1990, I'm trying to figure hip hop wise who was. Who was was out? Um, I know Naughty yeah. by Nature came out in like ninety two, ninety three. I think Queen Latifah and the whole Flavor Unit came out a little bit before that, maybe. Yeah, they were um, before that. So, so you know, Jersey had Jersey's contribution like to hip hop at that at, at that period of time. Maybe not even a week after Jay Rue came, he brought Tang from the Artifact. Speak on it. Speak on that. Same, same, same one from the artifact walked in my doors, and we had basically locked the spot in inside all my plaza. And what they did was uh, the owner of the building, my brother worked out of there with the owner of the building for us to repaint the whole outside of the facade with murals. And so with uh, Jay Rue coming in, he brought Tang, 
before the whole NRG Boom Squad crew, before Torn, before Verge, these are graffiti artists, legends. Uh, Mellow Max, like all of them came through and um, they basically we formed the unit with, uh, with within that spot. And uh, along with Tame, I, I had Red Man walking in my doors. <laughs> At the same time, all of these all these guys was uh, in the process of beginning their careers and uh, doing what doing what everybody needed to do. Like I said, from back to ninety when everybody was young. Beautiful. All right, so so you were saying that, um, like graffiti was involved. One of the one of the elements of hip hop. Um, Indeed. What was the what was the graffiti culture? Because I forget the name. I think it was in. NRT was another was another graffiti crew. Um, yeah, but but we had NRG. You had uh, uh, T5, which was part of it. It was hot. Um, Boom Squad, which was Tame crew. I'm a part of. Um, also, uh, uh, the crews was endless. I mean, from everybody. A AWC. That 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 name ring a bell. AWC. Uh, I don't really know AWC. Because because yeah, I know I a couple. I was I was affiliated with the graffiti culture, but I never dove heartily in it. See, I never went out of town. Okay. But I never was one to have my just go up and put my name everywhere. I, I more respected the art of it more so than anything else. But like this, the first time I went on a wall with a can of paint was a piece that I did called Poison Rebel, which I did with J. Rule, Kane, Porn, that wound up in the Source magazine. Oh, what? Yeah, I did a um, I did a white lady's face, and I was just Testing, seeing if I could use the can and knew what the hell I was doing, and came natural. Dehab, what's good? Um, so, so early on, you knew hip hop was was like the path that you were trying to take, and and you were looking for any way, like most of us, looking for any way to to um to contribute, to be a part of the culture any way we could. A lot of people that got into rap, a lot of people got into DJing, a lot of people got into to producing to to, to um, you know, graffiti. Uh, what was the significance of that shot to hip hop for New Jersey during that era? Because hip hop is part of hip hop. I mean, Jersey is part of hip hop royalty. So explain like what that shot meant because of the contribution that you were making through art, what that meant to New Jersey's hip hop culture. Oh, that was, it was huge when it came to that because as the many people that came through express their vision and put their talent out there graffiti graphic wise uh it, it, it was huge like because actually from when we left um on my plaza we was we was uh on um we moved to 10th street for a brief moment and with 10th street it came they brought another element like my man his, his mentor j star Okay. Who was uh, out in California had came in, and then with J Star also came Sadi Ali. Now Sadi Ali is a member of P Funk, Parliament Funk Adults. Okay. Happy belated, birth Happy belated birthday, Joe! His birthday was yesterday. So, um, yeah, Sadi Ali, who was George Clinton's nephew, and he came through, and from being also part of uh, Fingers Inc., he brought a lot of the the hip hop. Music to my to my to my to my doorstep. As far as with taking me out there, seeing him seeing the talent that I had, 
and was like, okay, I could do something. Let me see if I could take this brother around and see if somebody could use this talent. So the first place we went was to Flavio because he had a connection with Shaq Kim. So we go to uh, we Flavio Unit, sat down with Shaq Kim, showed Nordy and them what I could do. I, I did a miniature, like a small version of a backdrop for them. They saw it. That so happened around this time, it was like uh, 92, 93, and they was getting ready for a tour for the uh, 1903 tour. And they needed a backdrop, so they commissioned me to do the tour. Well, before the touring backdrop, the video is on. Once again, it's on. If you guys remember it, when the little boy is walking down the street, you got the guy that's playing the saxophone. And the little boy walks down the street, and he looks on the wall with his mother, and he says, Wow, look, Naughty by Nature. And he comes out the wall. The picture that was on the wall that was painted, I did that. And to think you started off all because you got fired or laid off. Yeah, yeah, laid off from uh, uh, Bloomington. Yeah, you make you don't make it sound so bad, bro. Because <laughs> because think about it, had you stayed had you stayed in Bloomingdale's, a lot of them people that you mentioned not coming through Bloomingdale's back then. Oh no, not at all, no, not at all. I wouldn't have met half of the people. Wouldn't have met none of the stuff that I'm talking about. It, and it, see, it was hard. Go ahead. Good, good. And it was it was just all in the days throughout the throughout the day we was just providing artwork for the hood out of the shop. We just whatever the hood needed. And to give you even more history, we was if not the first, one of the first businesses in North doing memorial T shirts. Okay. The rest in peace T shirts. Yeah. Pretty much started at doing it with the R. Wow. My brother came up with the concept and we would take people we had the, we had the heat press machines, we had the, the color copiers, and we was just cranking out hundreds hundreds of T shirts. So that, that that was a, a real major thing that we did for uh, the the tagline for the shop was you name it, we'll design it. Okay. No matter what so I was painting on cars, shoes, uh, uh <laughs> you name it. It was, it was Helmet. So you so you had you had more work than than most people can handle at, at this point back then, and y'all really didn't even see. Now, did y'all see that growing into a business, or were or were y'all just kind of happy to be a part of the culture? Well, it was it was it was enjoyment to be a part of the culture, but then it was also we saw where money could be made. A lot of heavy things can actually really we turned to them where we could make some real money, like off of it. like I said from. The backdrop, that was the crazy part. It was like, I had no idea the amount of money the commission for a touring backdrop. He was, oh, I, I made some pretty decent change going to touring backdrop. It's just that fucking computers and, and uh, big printers took me out of my business. Because <laughs> now they could, record label, pay a fraction of the cost. And mass produce it. Print it yeah. right out, whatever size you want. Yeah. <laughs> So it was um, crazy, but yeah, like when we when I got to, to go further back, like after I had lost contact, another backup that I did was an incredible job with uh, Biggie's touring backup. I'm just about to ask you about that. I just about yeah, that was that. that was so incredible how that went down. Like just so happened uh, at the same time, Lords of the Underground. Shout out to Do It All. Yes, sir. Mm -hmm. Him. If they, if, they, if they get a chance with him, Raz Baraka, and uh, the Zoo Crew, that came up with a coalition to stop the war on the youth. Salute, and salute. We, all, we was all a part of it. We actually did the t-shirts for the event. 
We had a big rally, and we got cool with um, everybody that clicked like this. Me and uh, me and Raz have been good brothers, good friends for years. Uh, we actually came up with a concept uh, called the Adventures of Shorty, which is an animated cartoon that we were working on. To this day, when he see me, he'd be like, Gary, what's up with Shorty? <laughs> Yo, man, no time like the present, bro. Exactly, exactly. I got to reach out and we're going to see if we can put that together. We, we can anyway, talk about that too, bro. Yeah, they had a um, they had an album release party, but I think it was the second album. And so we went to the album release party in New York. And we all got invited. It was crazy. Tupac was at the party. Uh, Biggie was at the party. It, it, it was incredible. Biggie was there. And that, that's when I was, as I'm going through the crowd, Fuffy saw me. He was like, yo, dude, where the fuck you been? Yo, Big need a backdrop. He's like, yo, I've been trying to find somebody this is his head. So he gave me Mark Pitt's number. He was like, yo, call Mark. Tell him I said, I want you to do the backdrop. I don't hear nothing. Make it happen. Boom. So next day, I get on the horn. I call Mark. Set up the meeting. There you go. I'm doing the Biggie's one and only touring backdrop because he only went on one tour. Let me tell you something, man. Biggie, you know, every, mo most people got Biggie in their top five. Mm -hmm. A lot of people who true to the culture, if they don't, they probably lying. So to 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 say that you were a part of that one and only tour, um, mm -hmm. that's that's like gonna end up like in the hip hip hop museum at some point, man. Tell us, could you could you tell us what the backdrop was? It was the Ready to Die album, the cover. Oh, it's like a him brown album. Baby, his baby picture. Oh, damn! I'm yeah. thinking, I'm thinking life after death. I'm nah, thinking life after death. We were, so you drew the, the fat baby with the fro. Yeah. yeah. Was that actually was like, big? Yeah, that's him. That's his baby picture. Wow. 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 Yeah. yeah. And the only toy you ever did, and you were responsible for the back The only toy he went on. So cool. I was like, wow. I, I was like, hey. So, so your backdrops have also... Um, put you in position to meet another iconic group, not from Jersey, not from Brooklyn. We talk about from Yonkers. Uh, oh, yeah. That, that. Last night, that, 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 last that night was, was a battle uh, between the two oh, dogs. An epic battle. Epic battle. My boy, and, um, my boy hell is old, too. I was, I was, I ain't going to say I was shocked, but I had forgot about all the joints that DMX had. Oh, <laughs> DMX, my, DMX held his own. One of my, <laughs> one of my favorite. I'm saying he won. <laughs> one of my favorite. I, I just think that if he had more time, you know, you know, yeah, DMX yeah, went yeah. through whatever he went through, you know, um, and everybody well, got even the in stuff the short that time did. that he went through. The man put he, out two double albums. Two double albums. Two double albums. But so he was, what, the time he wrote, he wrote. One of my favorite verses of all time is his verse in, in uh, Blackout with him, Jay. Oh. You know, yeah. Jada, you know, that, that's one of my all-time verses. All-time favorite. All-time favorite verses. And, and, and I, so, yeah, what, what happened there? We had um, Dilla with Puff, and uh, Puff also got a stylist. His stylist was named uh, Groovy Lou. Okay. Groovy Lou. So Groovy, Groovy, me and him got real cool. And uh, he introduced me to uh, Siobhan Dean. Siobhan is uh, one of three starting members of Rough Rock. Siobhan, her brother Wah, and her brother Dean. 
Those are your three people who come up with, uh, who make up Rough Rock. And Swiss is their nephew. So, um, at the time, they needed a, they was, they was, they was just getting the, the label started. And so they needed the logo. So I needed the logo to do somebody to do my logo. We sat down. I said, what's the concept? It's like, oh, this was before I even used the computer. I wasn't using the computer. I ruler, pencil, pen and ink. Pinned it out. Came up with the R and the R concept. Took it to them. Blew them away. They was like, yo, we love it. This is it. So that's how I messed around and did the Rough Rider logo. All right, so. Logo, one of the most iconic logos in hip-hop turns into motorcycle group, motorcycle. Everybody Clothing. <laughs> like that, like that <laughs> became a brand. You know, that became like yeah, a no, serious totally brand that like, went. Actually, it was a full-fledged clothing line that was uh, at the Magic Show in Vegas that, that launched. And pretty much, they sold, they sold millions of dollars worth of clothes. They sold millions of dollars worth of clothes with that, with that logo. But actually, the, the logo they, they finally used happened to be one that was turned into metal. Another artist grabbed it and metalized it turned it into metal. But it, was, it was big. So like, tell... I got commissioned later on. I, I repainted the whole. This was through the uh, uh, brother Hassan Sharif, because at the time he was doing uh, production. He did the tour production. Okay. He's from Newark also. Hassan Sharif from Newark. Uh, he did tour production for the Fuji, for the Lock, uh, uh, like the old Rough Rider camp. He did for tour production. Real good brother. So they had asked him to do the um, to design their booth. For the magic show. So me and him got together, we put together a concept of doing I painted their uh the showroom in New York, the clothing showroom. Nice. So yeah, we wanted to uh, I put all the faces on the wall like DMX on one wall, Eve on another lock on the logo, uh big up the porn and Jay Root and all the came and grabbed the whole crew together. Did the whole uh we did the showroom came out real nice. So t so tell us tell us how you how you came to 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 get that chance meeting with Siobhan. It was through it was through Groovy. Groovy Groovy uh had set it up. He thought he was in the market for a logo. He knew I did work. He knew I did work. I had different puff. And um, he was like, okay, I'm gonna set this up. So he set up the lease. Drove out to Yonkers. Went to the office. Actually, the fathers the fathers had a uh, construction company, and they was using part of the one of the offices. My brother went to school, shout out to Spence. My brother went to school at Iona, which is in New Rochelle, Westchester, New York. Okay. So, you know, you got New Rochelle, you got Yonkers, the Bronx is close, you got Mount Vernon. Mm -hmm. Um it's it's certain spot it's certain parts of Yonkers. It's real in Yonkers, man. Oh yeah, you know, I, I they, they get they, they get they get downtown. The office was downtown Yonkers, but you go a few blocks uh, around the corner. <laughs> they get busy. They get they busy get in Yonkers, yo. <laughs> you know, school Street is real in Yonkers. They get busy in Yonkers, bro. Yes, yes. Um, I just want to take a minute out. 
for anybody who's watching, if you need uh, life insurance or mortgage insurance or mortgage protection, annuities, uh, you can shout out my man, uh, Will from Always Family First. He's a life insurance broker, does real good work. Um, something that we all need. He's going to be here for you now and for your family later. So shout out Will. Numbers 203-450-1532. Send me a comment if you need it. Uh, um, so your, your hip-hop your hip hop history is legendary. And mm -hmm. that's keeping it light. You then transitioned into another form of the culture, the culture, which is fashion. So tell us, you know, tell us, tell us what that, what, what that transition was like. The fashion came through, it was uh, in my shop, it was a young lady, I can't remember her name. Oh, it hurts me that I, I don't remember this young lady. You seen what, because at the time we had started Brand, this is where Raz a teacher brand called R36. So R36 is when I came up with the concept. One of my main biggest selling features was the Adventures of Shorts. This depicted a, a character with a glass of lemonade with an afro with some army fatigue shorts on and a t shirt with some vortex boots standing superimposed in front of a real life winter city. Wow. And so and it said the adventures are short. Now this shirt so I like can see that. I can actually Raz, see it in my mind. Raz actually was selling these shirts with me. Him and the Don't big brother Wei Zing. Him and the you talk about Wei you talk about Mr. We the mayor. We, you know the yes, mayor of yes. New Jersey was the selling T shirts New Jersey. And <laughs> I used to work with brother. Shout out to Raz. We was him and the brother Wei Zing was riding around the hood okay. selling these adventures okay. or these t-shirts. Yeah. And was selling them at a nice like they was moving. <laughs> we couldn't at one point we really couldn't make it fast. It's crazy. So I see your brother put I see your brother put Shorty is the mayor. So yeah. is Raz is Raz Shorty? That was, that, that was a, Raz is Shorty. Raz <laughs> is actually Shorty. Well, I gotta have, <laughs> I, I gotta was, have Raz on the show now. We gotta talk about it. Oh, you got to. Because, like, um, maybe before he even ran for councilman, we had to put the shirt out of Shorty for Mayor. And, Shorty. So, <laughs> and it was always there. We're like, that was that was the end goal. And it's yeah. crazy. It, it, there it is. You know what I'm yeah. saying? But um, back to uh, the young lady, she saw that, what we were doing. She said, okay. She's like, I got a couple connects. So she was affiliated with this Jewish guy. I love this man to the day I died. Name is Simon Akiva. He's a uh, um, he had started uh, in the Bronx. He's from the Bronx. He had a, a clothing store. Bronx. I think they call him Jew Man. But anyway, uh, at the time he was he was the money behind Maurice Malone. So he put up the actually Maurice had one of the best buildings in the Bronx, fifty Park, fifty fifty Park. And back then that was unheard of. <laughs> Let me tell you, man, you, you, um, I, Flossing 101 is done with the 
the, the greatest of ease and from the most laid back, it just comes across so powerful. <laughs> like you, you mentioned, like I said, hip hop royalty, Queen Latifah of the Flavor Unit, Shaquem, who was a part of putting all that together, that legendary crew, uh, Naughty by Nature, um, who is, I don't want to say they're underrated, but you know they don't get the, the, the props that they deserve being those, pioneers. Those who respect them, respect them. I mean, when, when, you get, when you get put in rhymes by the likes of Eminem and Biggie, listen, they, they, they let you know that the boys got to have some talent. They see, got but, talent. see, but, but here go with the royalty coming for me. Mm -hmm. Flavor Unit went on to go has gone on to do greater things in you know, yes. music, movies, and all of that. Queen Latifah is a mega superstar. Naughty mm -hmm. by Nature, so Naughty by Nature, if I'm not mistaken, is, might be the first group that really started pushing their name, other than Run DMC, as a brand. Right, right. The Naughty Store, the, the gear, like they really kind of pioneered a way and they created their own lane when it came yeah. to that. I think yeah. Run DMC, they had Levi's, no, Lee or Levi's and Adidas pushing yeah. it. Naughty by Nature mm -hmm. just created their own. They so you got Queen Latifah. And, 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 and still got and, staying power to this day, which is and, and did well. So Queen Latifah, yeah. royalty. Naughty by Nature, royalty. You mentioned Redman, royalty. You mentioned- yeah. He was um, the first, he came, I remember he drove up in front of my car, in front of my uh, store, on my father and his sterile. Back then, with Sterling's was the joint. He had his, <laughs> stepped out to Sterling. I was like, look, Red come, come in the store. He was coming to see Tang. He started shooting shit. That's what we, uh, I'm talking about back then. It, it was incredible. Like, like I said, the shop. It, and then the artifacts. That, 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 and, and, and then the cool. artifacts. I so, mean, you talk about one of the, the dopest underground artists that there was. I mean, so, it, that, talk about underrated. That's underrated there for sure. So, so your flossing continues, but it's beautiful because it's so subtle. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, it's beautiful, it, it, but it's so subtle. I go back to the after I did the, the um the it's on video thing. I think it's the dog. I was mad. I got so sick out there in Brooklyn for free. Um, <laughs> then they, they 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 wanted me to do this. They was going on tour, so I wound up doing a touring backdrop tour. Huge, twenty by forty feet. So I'm, I'm going with the concept. Okay, I never came up big. I don't know how the hell I'm gonna do this. <laughs> I don't know where I'm going to do this, because where can you get a space that's going to accommodate a 20 by 40 foot backdrop mm. or as I can paint it? But it actually, everything worked out beautifully. You said that I grew up from, grew up around the corner from, had the space. The, um, the founder of the Houston, Mr. James Wallace, rest in peace, he, uh, he allowed me the, the, the space to do what I need to do um, to get it done. So from there, we, we moved the... Uh, Right across the street from the Houston. Uh, I was, I was in Houston there. We moved right across the street from Woodland Avenue. So from 10th Street, street to Woodland Avenue? Yes. Okay. The Woodland Avenue where we, uh, that's where we, 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 that was our spot for about the next five to six years on Woodland Avenue. We had a, and this way we goes back to the hip hop element. The grand opening was so incredible. Whereas we had, uh, thanks to, again, I got to get this guy so much praise, Sadi Ali. Um, he has introduced, he was also a member of the Zulu Nation. So, at my grand opening, not only did I have Africa Bambada at the, at the grand opening, it was DJ by Cool V, 
You had Coovey, Coovey, the DJ for Biz Marcus. Yeah. So the, the flossing continues, but it's beautiful. It's I love it. Continue, continue. Like so, um, we uh, we uh, we uh, it was a very successful day. I mean, a beautiful day. I had uh, old people coming around. So that, like I said, it's. Uh, all right. So, so you, so you, you've also mentioned uh, a George Clinton, a descendant of George Clinton, in in in, in, in the what's that? The, the P Funkadelic, and. Yeah. You 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 also and you also mentioned um who else did you did you just mention uh, African Mbai. so your lineage your lineage is, is something to behold and this oh, interview man. is I was I, is, to this day I, I haven't been stirred like I've been stirred like I've never been stirred I'm gonna say this one thing where we went to a, a Zulu Nation meeting in the Bronx an official Zulu Nation full fledged meeting. Uh, I was there with uh, Bambada, CC Islam, the whole crew was. It was. It was, it was an official meet. I've never been checked before going into a spot like that ever again in my life. <laughs> I mean, the pat down was so serious. This is man. I mean, you you only hear you only hear stories like that from like from like legends in the game. Um, yeah. Yeah. That 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 can speak about that, you know, Grandmaster Flash and you know, mm -hmm. and, and the Furious Five and like all of those groups back then, um, exactly. you know, which which all started with really really the basis of hip hop started with the DJ and then graffiti, mm -hmm. like MC came, I think later on. So so you so you are also, part of the also, I, de I developed a little mini friendship through my ex wife at the time with Cool Hurt. Cool Herc has started to get into the fashion industry a little bit here. And, yeah. and, his sister. Yeah. and I met him uh, once a couple times, a few times, and we kicked it off. Like Every time he see me, like, yo, gee, what's going on? Like, it's nothing but love. Cool. Yo, uh, okay, so I, I think if we continue to talk about, you know, how legendary you know, your, your, your history goes back, we're going to run out of time. So I want to, okay. I want to, I want to move into the direction of now you've been recognized for your art. Mm -hmm. You you decide that you want to kind of dive more into, I guess, the business aspect of it, and you start creating backdrops. So take me through that that era. How you you know you, you start creating backdrops? Where were you displaying mm -hmm. these backdrops? And what was your your plan and your vision to getting these uh, using these backdrops to get onto the next level? Okay, what, what happened with that was we, uh, I started, I did a series of, 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 of after I did the Naughty Drop, and that job was completed, um, I started doing a series of different backgrounds that we were using for photography. Well, I don't know if anybody from back in the day remember, we used to do photo backdrops, and I went out to, uh, by the movie theater. It's Shack Theaters now, but it was North, okay. North Kentucky. On Clay Street or something I, like that. Exactly, right now, we used to post up backdrops on the school. Okay. So I just have like 10 or 15 backdrops lined up on school, go out there every Easter and just click away. You know what I'm saying? It's an easy way to sit there and make money. And it was also gave me the ability to hone in my talent on doing background. So once again, like I said, um, after we did that, uh, I had uh, Tadi Ali. He had called me and his affiliation with George. He reached out to Puff, uh, Diddy, 
And at the time, Puff was uh, A&R. He was A&R. And uh, so we go. He sets up the meeting. So I ride over to New York. What I did for the meeting was I did a little miniature back. Well, not, it was about an 8 by 10 foot backdrop. What I did, I had put Heavy D in the foreground with uh, Eddie S. Alongside of him, a small, little smaller. And then Trouble T. Roy, who had recently passed. He had uh, he was, uh, a dancer. I had put his face as part of the cloud, like he was looking down on Eddie's escape. So as we go into the uptown office, we get on the elevator, and who decides to get on the elevator with us but Andre Herrera? So yeah. I'm looking, he looks at us. Now, it's me. At the time, I was easily 275, 300 pounds, bald head. My man, Jay Rule, went about a buck 20 with dreads all the way down his, his shoulders. And Sadi had a green mohawk. <laughs> so you so you were so you were security for the first uh, black uh, <laughs> rap rock rap group. Yeah, yeah, that's what it looked like. That's what, that's why he looked at us and he was like, and he kept looking, he kept looking. He finally say like, "What do you guys do?" First he said we was going to the same floor. He was going to it. He said, "What do you do?" And we was like, "We artists. We had a meeting with Puff. We need to show some power." He said, "All right, all right." So this is Andre Harrell. Yeah. Asking what the rap rock group does. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and he's surprised when y'all don't say y'all make music. Yeah, he was totally thrown back from that. He was like, yeah. Oh. <laughs> okay. So uh, we get off the elevator, sit there. Puffs come out. So we, we uh, thought he introduced us. So I threw up the drop with, uh, with a heavy D and the boys. Though. No, unknown to me, Puff and T. Roy was tight. They was they was like brothers because they danced. So when he saw T. Roy face up in the cloud, like he took two three steps back and his eyes watered up. He really he teared up. I thought I was like, wow. I was like I had no idea what the hell just happened. He was like, dig. I don't care what I got to do. I'm gonna find something for you guys to do. So we went back to the office, started shooting, talking a little bit. He um he actually at the time was just starting Bad Boy. And he had little uh, uh, flyers. And on the flyer was an indictment. So he had the little flyer with Justin holding his two fingers up, had the Jesus, the, uh, the Jesus, not a Jesus piece. It was actually, uh, what's that? Was it David? Was it, anyway, he had a charm on it, and he, um, he had a diaper. So he was like, yo, you think you could paint this? I'm like, right, sure, no problem. So what I did was I paint that, and come to find out years later, through his assistant, he was like, oh, he got that painting hanging in his foyer. I was nice. like, oh, wow. Nice. <laughs> and this is like got to be 10 or 15 years later that I, met, I saw her. And she was like, let me know that's where it was. Um, so what he did was right then and there, he had me do a, a backdrop for Cynthia Hornet. Uptown was throwing her, the editor, uh, right on. So Uptown was throwing her birthday party. But somehow the birthday party never happened. And throughout, we was doing stuff here and there, like the bad boy baby. I retouched the logo with it because that was Original logo, the fingers had got chopped off, so we wanted to give him the Bad Boy Baby logo fingers. And my man Jay Rue, if you ever see the Bad Boy tag, he did the Bad Boy tag. Where if you see the, the letters Bad Boy when it's written by itself, yeah, Jay Rue wound up doing that. Wow. So, so we, y'all, uh, so y'all crew was tight in y'all own right. Oh yeah, yeah. We when we when we put our hands, put our hand, our pens to paper, it went down. The same similar thing happened with um. Guru, uh, a gangstar. 
speak on it. Speak on it. When he when he first uh this was crazy. This was so hood and just crazy. How did he get a call? He was like, "Yo, what's good? Yo, I, I need some artwork. I'm about to do this label. I got I got I got to send my album artwork off." The name of the label was called Ill Kid Records. So he was like, "Yo, come with." He's like. I was like, all right, I got this two of the dopest cats with me right now. So me, Sadi, David, we drive out to Brooklyn, sitting there as we getting together. Boom, he tell us what we want on the back of the car. I drew the character. And we did the ill kid record. I can, I wish I could show you. The album cover is done. If you anybody want to go look, Google ill kid record, and you'll see it. You'll see the album cover that we did on the back of the car in Brooklyn. Dad, Maurice Malone. Structure the deal where he was getting fifty percent. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So um, I met with uh, Simon over. The, went over to the Bronx, sat down with him, and uh, he saw what I had. I showed him some of the t-shirt. He was like, "Damn, he, he liked what I did. He saw the design. He liked what was going." But at the time, he had RP fifty five out. Okay. He was like, "He was ah, I like what you guys are doing." He's like, "The name sounds too much like RP fifty five. His mother was R36, even though I had dated way before RP55 had came out. So I was like, it was R36 because the address on Woodland was 36 Woodland Avenue. Okay. And we joined it with the R, R36. So um, we, uh, instead of him back in the line, he said, listen, Fat Joe, Fat Joe is got a line coming out called FJ560. FJ560, FJ okay. FJ560. So I wound up working for FJ560 <laughs> first. He was like, because his, his nephew was behind FJ560. Now, FJ560. did you have anything to do? I didn't mean to cut you off. Because uh -huh. I, I know that clothing brand ain't really take off, but the snorkels was on point. Mm -hmm. Did you have anything oh, to do snorkels with it? Now, I didn't do the snorkel. The snorkel was, was incredible. That's where they yeah. made their money at. That's where they got, made their money. Let me tell you the story behind that. The reason they were so nice with some snorkels yeah. is because the, the company Simon originally had was yeah. AJ Sheepskin. He was wow. one of the first original people to make the sheepskins when sheepskins were hot in the 80s. Like Beach Street so, hot. like Exactly. Okay. Exactly. okay. When we okay. was all running around in the mid-80s wearing the sheepskins, not, not we, making the not we, because I, not me, you not me, not skin? we ever, 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 ever. <laughs> they didn't do the sheepskin. <laughs> My sheepskin was anyway, whatever they... was on sale at Valley Fair. So they had a history of making coats and making mm. coats well. Mm. So that's why Teddy, they had, that's why that snorkel was incredible. It was so, was so popular. And when I got on, they had already did the um, snorkel. I did some t-shirts design for them. They did pretty well. It was mostly just t-shirts and stuff like that, but it was near the tail end of it okay. because it, got, it started to die down. But then what happened was as that went to the tail end, tail end of it, because um, I went there for the interview, going there for the interview, I drove my, my wife with her, and she winds up, Simon sees her because she's sitting there. I get hired when I'm there. I had no idea I was going to get hired when she drove there with me. So she's sitting there waiting for me to finish. And so he winds up putting her to work. Because she sees him struggling <laughs> with the phone. So she starts answering the phone. So she get a job as the secretary for Maurice Malone. <laughs> it's so a family affair that. at this point. 
Oh man, listen, I, anybody in this role, yeah. I all did. So now, uh, at the time, they, this was in Limbrook. They was in Log Island. They was working out of the warehouse in Log Island. So they was the showroom in New York was being built. And once the showroom finally got built, we decided because we all got cool. Time to decide one week that he gonna take us all down to Atlantic City. We go all down to Atlantic City, and um, on the way back, he asked me, he said, "Gary, you think you could sell?" I mean, yes, I mean, I got my T-shirts. The stores in Newark. I was like, I was selling my own T-shirts. He was like, yeah, because Maurice is doing a big and tall line, and we're gonna need somebody to sell it. I'm big, I'm tall, so <laughs> no-brainer. It works. <laughs> it works. <laughs> so that's how I wound up being the sales rep for the Northeast. Well, uh, yeah, Northeast Maurice Law did that, and along with doing that, uh, one day I was in the office. He started out the draw. Maurice came through. He was like, okay. I know you were talented like that. So he's like, hey, draw me some characters. I wound up drawing some characters, and then from there, he took them, gave them to him. He them. Actually, I was drawing Bruce Lee. I was I was at the table doodling, and I was drawing Bruce Lee. And he was like, "Wow, you good?" Hey, I, he had a he had a concept of a barbershop shirt. So I did a bunch of different hairstyles: Cornwall, Brooklyn Fade, Beehive, just different characters. He took it, wound up. It was one of his best-selling shirts for that delivery when it came out. So it was crazy. So let me yeah, so let me ask you. <clears throat> so you said your wife got a job with Morris Malone too, but yeah, now, she she went she, on to she do flipped it, she flipped it and bounced it too. She, she went, went on to do some other things. To doing their public relations. Okay. So she went from the connect. See now what she did was going throughout throughout the the, the um my R thirty six days. Not only was I doing that backdrop, it's a solicit to getting backdrops and going to getting the logos and stuff like that. We just put all the bunch of parties. So at the time we had a video magazine called Hip Hopalypse Now. Okay. Now, now this video magazine entails her as the host running around as we go into different venues, nightclubs, concerts, playing the Rolling Prep, which is like a video music box, but with no TV presence. Because <laughs> we were selling DVD, we go selling DVD, we go take the footage, edit it down, and sell the DVDs. Mm. We had exclusive <clears throat> backstage interviews, all access type footage. And it was crazy because that's one thing that she was excellent at. Running her mouth. She got us <laughs> some places that we had no business being in. Yet as most, big old as most of them are. I had yeah, I had this big old crazy camera, so I looked official and it wasn't nothing for me to make press uh, credentials. So yeah. I, he got a laminate. I made press credentials <laughs> like we was real press. The populace now, you know what I'm saying? So we put that together. So we would walk, we would walk up to a door, no ticket, no nothing. And they see, you know, we backstage, we all all access and everything. <laughs> oh my God, we I'd have ran down on boot camp click. Uh, uh, it was a Jay Z concert at Montclair State. That was crazy because not only did we wind up backstage, Nori got there and didn't have all his people. He asked me and my brother to get on stage with him. I'm up there with a <laughs> microphone telling him, what, 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 yeah. what the hell am I doing? Shout out to rap. Nuri and Drake Chat. So, shout out. Shout out to Nuri. That was crazy. It was crazy. So, yeah. It probably was guy. So she wound up getting a lot of fame from that because she was able to put together her connect from then with Maurice Malone. So she would have different entertainers wearing the product. With the PR, she got cool to different magazines. So she did the PR thing to a whole nother level. Put it like this. 
her mouthpiece was so good. She messed around and got Maurice Malone jeans on Janet Jackson's band for the whole tour. And his jeans were so noticeable because you know he had the reflective cuff. But anytime the band members, the light hit the band, it boom. It just, so through her connections with that, she started her own PR firm and she began to do, uh, she got commissioned to do Outcast for PR. And so with that, I'm assisting her. Uh, they needed an advertising layout, so I wanted to go on a couple ads that they had in store. So I did the ad layout for Outcast clothing. So it, 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 it's, it's been a journey. So, 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 gee, all right. So it's it's clearly apparent that this has got to be. This can be like a like a series because an hour is not enough time to get to break down all of the contributions that you and your immediate, you know, circle, all the, con the contributions that you all have made to the culture. So what I want to do now is I want to give you an opportunity. I was speaking to you and your brother, shout out to your brother, mm -hmm. um, that you guys are planning to relaunch Logo Kings. I want you to take some time and speak about that before, okay. before we close this out. No doubt. Well, what, what I'm doing right now with uh with uh, well, Logo Kings is like uh doing it with the R two point oh two oh twenty twenty. So um, basically, I'm bringing back everything that I was doing back then, but just doing it now and doing it on a more polished level. So I need a logo. You can reach out. If you need a backdrop. If you want an authentic backdrop? Reach out. Any personalized artwork similar to what I have up here. This was commissioned by Beauty Salon with a bunch of. I was, uh, I, was I was hoping you I was hoping you spoke about that piece. Yeah, 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 and it's actually not even finished. If you look at it, I just left part of it with me because in the midst of the job, the young lady decided. Ah, she was like, I don't want to do that no more. Something happened with I don't know, something. Down. So I was it's always to, something. It's always, always something. something. But hey, it was coming out nice. You can see how well it was. It was. It was in the process. It's beautiful. I feel like she's looking right at me. I'm telling her. Like, <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm playing. I ain't oh, playing. Yeah, like if like you that. can see the talent, like if if, if you wanna, uh, you need something. Uh, reach me eight six two two zero two three one eight eight or hit me up on uh, Instagram, Logo King. I'm on Facebook, so, Gary R Conway. So we're doing it with the R, ladies and gentlemen. We are indeed doing it with the R. We're gonna work on. Putting, putting together something for uh, for Logo Kings. Um, I actually want to create a platform. So I, I want to say this. I created this platform, the TKB Report, to um, pay homage and to give people in our community and our culture a chance to, like, to tell this story, a chance to promote whatever it is they have going on, and a chance to for others to to celebrate, and you know, I've had some some interesting guests, from authors to photographers to fashion designers, and everybody's got an interesting story. But I'm gonna tell you, you got to be the first that that's connected to Puff, to Rough Riders, to uh, the Funk uh, uh, Parliament, to to, to Naughty by Nature to Queen Latifah, to the artifact, like, and the list just goes on and on and on and on and on. And I think that this is way overdue. I think 
probably said, you, you actually did some work for me. Uh, Threekeysbrand.com, which is, this show is sponsored by Threekeysbrand.com. You know, this summer um, on sale now. But you, you did quite a bit of work for me. And those designs that you did, did pretty well for me. Um, so I want to thank you for that. Uh, from the time that we met, from the time that we met, it's always been love. Um, super duper genuine. And when I realized that you had the, an amazing story to tell, I think we talked about the fact that, yo, man, I got another, another platform, the TKB Report, mm -hmm. that, you know, and if people want to see other interviews like this, you can go to the TKBReport.com. Um, you, you always show love. I ever called on you. You know what I mean? If you could, you did it. And I, I want to just appreciate, and I want to say thank you, and I appreciate you for that. And this platform, like I said, is to give people like yourself flowers while you can, mm -hmm. you know, Listen, man, while, thank while you, you can smile. Thank you for having this platform and giving us the ability to display what we can do for people, what we have done for people. It's a beautiful thing, man, because we got to gotta lift each other up and help each other in any way possible. Like I said, I let everybody know, like, even the customers that come to no matter what, we're going to work something out. Not a, I'm not going to not work for you until you have. Like, on, with logos, I'll work until a person is happy with what they got. Yeah. So if they take me to do 10, 15 different concepts, until we get it right, hey, because I want everybody's stuff to be what represents them. I want to brand you. I want to help you brand and, and I can speak from personal ex experience that mm -hmm. he actually has done that to the point where I was like, yo, I got to stop calling Jesus. I don't know the brother that well. He probably about to write me <laughs> off. So I'm going to just fall back. But always made me feel super duper comfortable. Um, until next time, man, like this, this is something that has to happen again. And what I want to do yeah, next time, I want to, you know, we're going we gonna to talk, you know, me and your we're brother talked about. earlier. We're going to um, create a platform where you can kind of start displaying some of the pieces that you've done over time, displaying some of the pieces that you're doing currently, and talk about some of the pieces that you want to do in the future. And we can kind of come on and we can do it weekly, monthly, however, you know, whatever time you have to do it, so that people can really see the work that you do and the consistency that you do. 30 years in the game is to be celebrated. And to you, my brother, I salute you for all the work that you've done. I salute you for all the work that you, you, you're doing currently and for all the work that you plan on doing. And I want to leave the people with this. Uh, the TKB Report stands for Three Keys Brand Reports, right? Mm -hmm. Three Keys Brand is a brand that my brother and I started maybe 10, 15 years ago. The three keys are this. Recognize your past, acknowledge your present, and work towards your future. And, you know, with what you're doing now, it speaks directly to that. So right. with that being said, uh, shout out to you. Shout out to your brother. Thank you for all the people that came out and joined us live tonight. You're greatly hey, appreciated. And hey, Shonda, what's up, Shonda? <laughs> and to, to, um, to end this off on the greatest note, I just want to say that... Uh, until we meet again, um, just keep doing your thing, man. And I appreciate you. Peace, my brother.